Well, one of the big talking points out of this Inter-Dominion program last night at Shepparton was the defeat of a horse that many would have multi-multied up in one of the latter races on the program. And I'm talking about the, one of the Trotters' heats, and that was Bolt for Brilliance, who was brilliant on the weekend on Saturday. And uh, he looked like he was going to win the race, but something happened as Chris Barsby joins me. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. I'd love to have seen some stewards footage there. What do you think happened with that horse, Bolt for Brilliance, coming to that final bend where he threw the race away? I think they just locked wheels, Steve. Just a little bit of movement coming from the inside out. And in the end, there was a uh, a, uh, a little bit of an issue. And uh, it certainly cost him victory. There's no doubt about it. So I think it was just plain and simple. Just locked wheels there. Lost his momentum as a result. He goes down by a short half-head margin. So it's not going to help punters. But, uh, you know, at least they know what happened there last night with Bolt for Brilliance. And just on him, Steve, they've got this huge big meeting coming through at Addington on Sunday. It's Derby Day over there. There's a host of features. Self-assured's going to be stepping out there as well. But Tony Hurley, he has got a couple of runners engaged in that meeting. And he's committed to driving two of those horses there. So the driver's now up for grabs and Josh Dickey is now going to be taking the drive behind Bolt for Brilliance in the final heat of Geelong this Saturday night. Chris McDan, uh, he was able to get the first heat last night out of the way, um, had the right run. I thought expensive ego, he had to do the work again, death seat. And I thought Act Now was outstanding and running third. And they ran the fastest mile rate, didn't they, in that, that heat race five last night? Yeah, they certainly did. I mentioned yesterday when we were talking about uh, last night, what to expect. It, it, it was in many ways movement day. And the big thing to take away from last night is that Emma Stewart is going to train this year's Inter-Dominion winner as far as I'm concerned. She went into this series as far as the paces were concerned, Steve, with seven horses. She's got five of the top eight. Honolulu Bay, unbeaten in both heats. Acknow Mac Dan, who was second in points, they're both from her stable. There's Neuratic Prince, who's absolutely flying, beyond delight, safely in the top eight as well. And there's still a possibility that, like a wildfire, if he performs well on Saturday night and a few others don't perform well, might be able to force his way into that final field. The only runner from her stable that's not going to make it is Longfellow. That's an extraordinary performance, Steve, that she's got five of the top eight runners and there's a possibility that she could have half the field in the final on Saturday week if things play out in that final round of heats this Saturday night. It's, it's fitting, though, if she's ever going to train an Inter-Dominion winner, it's in her own backyard, a state that she's absolutely dominated over the last five years or so now. But uh, that was extraordinary last night, just watching her horses perform. So Honolulu Bay is the only horse that's unbeaten now, winning both of his heats. And then Acknow and Mac Dan, they're safely in the top three as well. So remarkable start from a stable that just continues to produce mm. amazing results. Absolutely. And they've got Captain Ravishing, uh, the excitement machine, all those good fillies and mares. Ladies well. in red, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's extraordinary. Ryan Vivas with us, Chris. Well, we go harness racing tonight, Steve, at a rec lift. We've got a 10-race program tonight. We start at 5.53. Track is good to go. We had the, uh, the washout there on Sunday night due to that heavy storm activity, but uh, the track is perfect for tonight. And Ryan's got three runners, and he's with us now. Ryan, appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. Uh, a few of the stable stars for you stepping out. You've had good success with your three runners tonight. They've been really strong for the stable over a period of time. Yeah, yeah, they're just... You know, they're no stars, any of them, but they're um, they're just, you know, good old horses. You just throw a harness on them, see how fast they can go, and they just seem to turn up every week. So, you know, they're, 
they're pretty good little horses. Yeah. Well, just looking at them, so Geldof, Artistic Saint, and then Altana Blue, they've all won in excess of 10 races or more since being under your care. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's actually quite surprising because, uh, you know, I didn't have much of an expectation for any of them, really, when they got here. So, um, yeah, they've done a really good job. Would it be fair to say that you're currently going through that transformation stage because you had a number of those good old horses that were just turning up week after week, performing at that really high level, winning their races when the opportunity is presented. They've now moved on or been retired. So are you in that transformation stage with your stable right now? Yeah, for sure. Like, um, you know, a couple of years ago, we had a, a whole bunch of old claimers and stuff. And, you know, now the claimers aren't, aren't sort of standing up anymore. Um, we sort of lost them. And, you know, we, we've got a few young ones and stuff coming through. So, um, you know, that seems to be where the money is. So hopefully we can, um, yeah, just sort of turn it into uh, more babies. Mm. Horses like At West Point, Chantre, they just continued to, to rack up wins for your stable. Uh, Blue Ivy, the mare, was really good. But when you think about it, they're hard to replace those types of horses. Oh, they are. And you you sort of don't appreciate it until you lose them. Like, um, you know, even like before At West Point, and then there was Gangster Boy and and that as well and you know you you sort of don't really appreciate them until they're gone and then you're looking for the next one and yeah they just don't seem to come along as often as you'd like but um i think you know like rock and roll classic he's been around forever and he's still going he's sort of taken over that that old horse kind of role and um yeah i think glenn Letty commander he's another one's probably you know on his way there so we've got a couple of them but yeah just got to keep looking for them i suppose Rock and Roll Classic would be a horse near and dear to your heart because you've had him from the get-go, and uh, he's just one of those perennial performers. Uh, every time he steps out, he's a chance. He's got brilliant gauge speed. He likes to race hard, and uh, he, he turns up every time you take him to the track. Yeah, yeah, he's just a cool horse, and, you know, even being a stallion, he's probably the nicest horse I've ever had to, you know, to work with. He's just... Um, you know, you could be like a little kid's pony. He's just so quiet and so easy going and, you know, nothing phases him. So he's just, he's always a pleasure to take to the races because, you you know, you know he's going to give you 110% and, you, you know, you never have any sort of worries with him or issues or anything. So, yeah, he's just a, just a really good old horse. Yeah, he's a good looker as well. Just on Blue Ivy, did, did she end up uh, being sold to America or just retired and she's at stud now? Uh, she's just at stud, yeah. I, I couldn't get anyone to anyone interested in her for America, which was, you know, seemed kind of strange to me. But um, yeah, she's just retired. She's going to Captain Ahab, so um, yeah. Hopefully, she'll, you know, she should throw something anyway. Yeah, absolutely. She was a good performer, and that, that's surprising to hear that there was no real interest for her. She had a, a great pedigree, a daughter of Sweet Lou, and she can go fast time. So it's strange that uh, the Yanks didn't come knocking. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like she, you know, she won a couple of races around Redcliffe as well, you know, in pretty quick time. So she can get around a half. She, you know, she would have been pretty good for Yonkers, I think. But, um, oh, well, it is what it is. We'll just we'll have to breed one and see what we can get out of her. All right. Well, let's talk about these runners tonight. Geldof in race one. You've got young Amanda Payne driving. I'll tell you what, uh, this horse Geldof has been huge for Amanda in, in basically her first season of driving. Yeah, he has. Um, we sort of, um, we more put 
her on him to start with just because nobody else really gets along with him. He's um he's a bit of a hard horse to you know, a hard horse to get along with and um but for whatever reason Amanda just seems to get along with him really well and he you know, he seems to like her so um yeah, it's you know, it's worked out really good for both of them. Yeah, well, I think Amanda's had seven winners so far in her career, but six of them have come behind Geldof, so it's uh, it's quite remarkable. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, she um, she does a really good job with him. Like she sort of looks after him, and you know, he um, he's a real sort of confident horse, I guess. And um, yeah, she does really well at just you know keeping him on the bit and keeping him happy. And um, yeah, that that's been really good together. Well, Geldof has got a good record at Reckliffe uh, tonight. This looks fairly even, this field. There's no real standout. Gate five, not ideal, but do you give him a chance? Yeah, I think he's half a chance. We'll, you know, we'll probably just roll forward. I, um, there's a chance. Should be should be leading pretty easy, but um be nice to think once they settle down, he can get up outside him. And, um, you know, I think the key is just trying to hang with there's a chance until, until the top of the straight. Um yeah, and then see what we can do. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I I thought it was probably his race on Sunday, but it wasn't to be. But, um, yeah, I don't think he's out of this race tonight. Okay, so if he gets there outside the leader fairly easy without, you know, overdoing it, he's a chance, you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's, you know, he's sort of proven he can, he can um, just sort of, you know, get in a bit of a dogfight with just about anybody and keep, keep whacking away, so... Um, you know, I think there's a chance probably he's going to be the one to beat because he likes to lead and, you know, he's, he's pretty slick over the mile at Redcliffe. But um, as long as we can, yeah, sort of get there without doing too much work and just hang with him till the top of the straight, we, we should be looking pretty good. OK, tell me this. Do you think he's still got another one left in him at Albion Park? Yeah, I, I do. I do. Um, it's just hard to sort of get, you know, get the right race for him there. Um and you know they sort of a lot of times they don't stand up or he's he's in over his head a bit but um you know i think all things going right i think he could probably win his quality there um yeah at some stage yeah okay race two tonight artistic saint another good performer for your stable over a period of time now two off the second row tonight gate eight again this is not a bad draw for him he should be able to punch through and get fairly handy yeah yeah he should be in a good spot like you know, he shouldn't be any worse than sort of one out, two back. Um, yeah, that'd be worst case scenario. Um, you know, he's pretty good last week. Um, he sort of, I wasn't too sure about it, but the more I look at it, you know, the, he sort of finished off pretty good and he doesn't like being too wide on the track. So, um, yeah, he should be there sort of close enough to him uh, for long enough tonight that if they mix it up a bit early, he can be getting home over the top. How important is that? The harder they go, the better for him, no doubt. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like he's, you know, he's not the sort of horse that's going to be any good coming three, four, five wider in the last turn. So um, if they go hard and you know nobody from back in the field gets going and he can just sort of sit and wait, um, yeah, that'd be perfect for him because he, you know, he has got a good finishing kick as long as you don't have to sort of come too wide on him. But um, yeah, that shouldn't happen tonight anyway. Okay. Race three tonight, you've got Altana Blue. He's got Saddlecloth number eight as well. He's a versatile type, so he's not out of this race. Yeah, he's he's pretty good, actually. Like, he's, you know, you can sort of race him any which way you have to. He, 
sort of lacks a little bit of gate speed, which is why he never seems to end up in front. But he, he grows a leg in front and then, you know, he can race from behind the leader or outside him. He can come from back in the field. He's, you know, he's pretty easy old horse to drive, so... So with this race tonight being over 2,040, those first two races over the 1780, is that more to his liking? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he's better, you know, better over the longer trip where they don't run those, you know, the fast sort of third quarter or or anything like that and just, you know, gives him a chance to sort of, yeah, get up there with him. And um, he's probably, I think he's better suited with a trip like he's going to get tonight, hopefully. Um, you know, he's, he just won't have to work too hard off the gate, and yeah, he's going to be right there with them. All right, you've got your wife driving the uh, the latter pair, artistic Saint Altana Blue, so she's mixing the driving with mum life, and uh, everything's going well there. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, we never have a shortage of babysitters at the races. If we if we get busy, there's always someone happy to take Alicia for us. So no, it's good. She um, she likes going to the races and socialising a bit and everything too. So no, it's really really good. I'll tell you what, they've looked after you tonight. Races one, two, three, early night. Yeah, yeah, that's that's much better. We were we weren't real happy on uh Saturday night. We were in like race one and race ten, so that was the long all night, but um no, it's good tonight. Right. The other one that I wanted to ask about, uh Friday, girl from Rosedale. Speaking of young horses in your stable, she looks like she's blessed with good ability, this Philly. How do you rate her? Yeah, I think she's um, she's probably got the most upside to, to any horse I've got. Like, um, actually, if you would have asked me a couple of months ago, I wouldn't, I wasn't real keen on her. But she's just um, the more we've sort of thrown her in the deep end, and and after the go, she's just you know progressed that little bit every time. So you know, I'm, I really like her now. She's yeah, I think she's going to be a pretty nice filly. Okay, so it took a little while for the penny to drop, but now that it's dropped, uh, she's delivering. Yeah, yeah. Looking back, like, actually, her mother was kind of the same, too. She just, you know, never really did anything special at home. Um, just kind of did what, what we asked her to. And then, but once she got to the races and she sort of switched on a bit, she was, um, yeah, she was off and gone. Like, she's had, I think she's had three starts now and got out of the gate in 27 and all of them. So, you know, she never showed anything like that before. So, um you know, hopefully she just keeps sort of progressing like she is and um, she's, you know, nice. She's nice and easy on herself and looks after herself and everything. So uh, I don't see any reason why she couldn't sort of go on with it and be a nice, nice filly. Yeah, for sure. And she was more than okay last work in that really hot uh, two-year-old race last Saturday night. Yeah, for sure. She wasn't, you know, she's probably not really ready to go with those sort of horses, but, um, you know, I sort of, I sort of, test the waters a bit and see what she can do and um yeah it was just sort of that last furlong they dropped her a little bit but um she's only going to get better from trying to chase those horses so um yeah i was real happy with it yeah no doubt what about uh, how many are in the stable right now how many are working um got about 20 here at the moment um i moved it ended up moving a couple on i was up to 31 at one stage and yeah, that was just a bit too much. So uh, we moved a couple on, but yeah, there's there's about 20 here, and it's probably a mix of old racehorses and you know six or seven babies. So that's no, pretty good. Okay, you're looking for some new clients. Yeah, always, always. Yep.
All right, good start. Well, the results hopefully uh, will keep coming tonight with those three runners in races. One, two and three. And Girl from Rosedale steps out on Friday afternoon. Ryan, as always, really appreciate the time. Best of luck tonight. Too easy, Chris. Thanks for having me. There he is, Ryan Vivas, joining us. So he's got races at one, two, and three. That's uh, that's a good result for any stable to uh, have him in nice and early. So uh, he'll take that for sure and certain. Talia McMullen is about to join us tonight. She's got five drives coming up tonight. A couple of interesting runners, one in particular that I'm keen to find out more about, but she's online with us now. Talia, appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. Congratulations to you. Brought up the century not so long ago. Big, big effort. Yeah, it was really good. It's a great achievement for anyone, so it was nice to be able to get 100 wins for the season. Second time you've achieved that, Pete? Um, I had done it once um, before in that long season. I think I ended up with like 140 wins, but it's a little frustrating when people ask and you have to say, I did do it, but it was also extended. <laughs> but I did do it in the actual year, so it was nice just to get it in a normal season. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. They can't take this one off you. There's no uh, uh, controversy with this one. Plain and simple, 100 wins for the season and hopefully a few more to come before the end of the year. Let's talk about your five drives tonight. Shadow Minister in race one here, drawn the outside of the second row for trainer Ronnie Sellers, who does a super job with his team. He's going well. He just needs that little bit of luck. If, if the breaks go his way, can he feature tonight? Um, I think he is a chance. He hasn't had much luck with draws at all, so that doesn't help him out. But it looks to be a bit of speed early, so hopefully they run hard and maybe if they get home a bit slower, then I think he could be a chance. He has been racing well, but he does need some luck from the draw. Okay. Is he one-dimensional, this horse? Um, I don't think so. I think he just hasn't had a lot of um, good draws, so it's kind of been hard to test him out and see what he can and can't do he's just kind of been forced to kind of drive him quiet and he's been in some tougher races so had to just drive him for luck and probably going to have to do that again tonight but it would be nice to see him get a nice draw and drive him a bit more confident okay race two tonight you're driving baileys with legs second up off the break uh, barrier nine that's not the draw you would have been hoping for yeah, she's probably not quite as good when she's off the back line. Um, I don't know if she tries quite as hard when she's back in the field and she does have good gate speed, so it's nice sometimes when she draws the front. But in saying that, she's second up from a spell, so it's probably a good draw for her and just have another quiet run and hopefully she continues to improve. Do you think she has improved? Because looking at that trial before she returned, it was a good trial at Redcliffe. And then last week, not a great deal of luck. So it looks like she has come back in good order. Yeah, she's been pretty good. Um, even last time in towards the end, she was actually racing really well and a lot more tractable than what she used to be. Um, I think if you compared her from her early days to now, she is a lot nicer to drive. And um, yeah, she's improved a lot, which is good. Okay, race five tonight after Dan. He's got gate seven, the inside of the second row. Does that make it tough for him tonight? Oh, no, I think she's pretty good from there. Um, I thought her run last week was okay. She hit the line all right. Um, again, she's second up from a spell as well, so probably just needs um, a run. But I was pretty happy with the draw. I think, you know, she might end up three cents, but she should get a nice run and hopefully have a crack at them late. Okay, it's not the worst spot to be, three fence at Redcliffe. So uh, if the breaks go uh, the way of Arthur Dan, can certainly feature. 
Do you like driving this one, Duke, in race eight? He's got gate nine. That's not ideal, but uh, you've had good success with it. Do you know how many races you've run with this horse, Duke? Uh, no, I wouldn't have uh, much idea. Nine? He's been good for you. <laughs> yeah, he's a lovely little horse. He's no superstar, but you go out there and you know that he'll just do everything right and try his heart out and... He just keeps on plodding away, so he's a nice old horse to drive, and I enjoy driving him. Um, obviously, Dad's got two in the race, but I opted for him just because he's pretty casual, and we got the win last week, so hopefully he'll be close again tonight. He's not a big horse, is he? No, he's only a little horse, and, um, yeah, he hasn't got a lot of high speed, but he kind of just keeps chipping away. Okay, well, that's Duke in a race. Uh, and the, the key runner in many ways in this final race, Ollie One Shot. You've been very patient with this horse over a, a fair amount of time now. Now, he's off and freshen up tonight, but his trial recently was uh, sensational. So how do you rate him in this final race? Um, I think he probably has the ability to win, but um, it just depends whether he puts it all, all together or not. Um, he's been a bit frustrating, and uh, I probably don't have as much patience with him as what Dad did and he insisted on keeping on going with him. So he's still here after, um, well, I think he's five, pretty much five now and um, he was born here. So he might be here for a while yet or at least until he wins the race. But no, hopefully he can put it all together tonight and just get around safely. That'll be the main aim. But he does have ability, um, not the best draw for him tonight, but hopefully he just does everything right. Okay, so your sister, Danielle, listed as the owner and brooder of this horse. So did she give him the crack early and then just put her hands up and then Dad said, oh, I'll have a go and here he is now? Uh, well, me and Danielle owned the mare. I think I was only like 14 uh, then when we got her, so... I wasn't down as the owner, but it was kind of me and Danielle together. And then um, he was in as a two-year-old, and he was very, very slow. Mum had a trotter there the same age as him, and the trotter was going faster than him. So we didn't give him much hope. And then he pretty much got turned out for quite a while, like a year or more. And then we brought him back, and he was working pretty good last time and um, obviously had that start, and he went pretty good but um just been doing things wrong so now he's had another little freshen up and he's back but uh yeah dad loves um keeping them and he likes to put the time in and give them as much chances as they need so yeah he enjoys that okay and just on that one start so that was back in early september uh he started favor there because he had good trial for he should have won that day but uh he was green, he was wayward, and everything he could do wrong, he did do wrong. Uh, yeah, he, um, I thought, you know, the biggest query with him that day was just getting around the first turn, and then he did that, and I was led, and I was pretty confident after then, and then uh, one come up outside of him, and he just wanted to run off the track and pretty much nearly hit the outside fence after that. Um, but, you know, in a couple of trials before that, he showed a turn of foot, and showed that he follows speed good coming off a helmet, but um, I'd like to see him do that tonight, but you never know with him. Did, did you like that trial that he uh, produced last week? Yeah, he was really good and did everything right, um, but it probably helped that there was nothing really around him. 
But, um, yeah, he was really good, I thought, and did it really easy. Okay, so with the five drives tonight, which one's your best chance? Uh, I think maybe Duke. Just He's a pretty nice horse that you can rely on to do everything right, and he tries pretty hard. So hopefully um, they go hard early and he gets a nice trail behind them. All right, awesome. Hopefully he's in the winner's circle for you. I really appreciate the time this morning. Again, congratulations for the century season. A big effort, your second. So no one can take that away from you. And hopefully there's a few more to come before the end of the year. We'll see you trackside tonight. Thank you. See ya. There's Talia McMullen joining us. So a regular in the winner's circle, and hopefully she'll be in the winner's circle tonight. She's got some good chances there. She's nominated Duke as her best in race eight. But that horse in the final race, he's an intriguing horse. Only one shot. He's got ability. So... It'll be interesting to see which one turns up. Darren Clayton is about to join us now to go through a few of his thoughts for tonight's meeting at Redcliffe. Uh, he'll give us a, a best bet or two, plus a quaddy, and then we'll get his thoughts on a few other issues in and about the place, and he's online with us now. Darren, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you today? Really well. Where do we find your best bet tonight? Race six, horse number nine, Rockin' Home. Uh, this guy... Geez, I thought he probably had his chance last week. Perhaps just got going a little bit too late, ran out of time down the straight. Uh, he probably won't get an opportunity to find a, an easier race than this at Redcliffe, you wouldn't think. Just needs a little bit of luck. Probably not even a great deal. Just needs to uh, be able to get into the race at the right time. And I think he wins that race six, horse number nine, Rockin' Home. Okay, 290 currently with Tad. That's fixed price. That's an informed combination as well. Team Chrome with Angus Garrard. They had good success last week. Uh, Angus won that final race yesterday, and he's building towards a big milestone with 500 career victories. So there's another one to his telly if he gets the spoils tonight, rocking home. What else stands out for you tonight? Yeah, there's one there in race four, Chris, that I thought uh, be a, a big beneficiary of an improved gate, and that's horse number three, Precious Cullen. Um, he started inside the second row last time, really didn't uh, help his chances. Um, two starts back, he was uh, just probably fired up a little bit too much. Sailor Long Sinbad won that race. That form's been franked. He's come out and won again since as Sailor Long Sinbad. Precious Cullen, he gets to the front here. Doesn't look a great deal of pressure. If he can just settle a little bit in front there, I think he'll be very hard to stop race four. Number three, Precious Cullen. 310 currently with tab fixed price. The quaddy, main quaddy, races five, six, seven, and eight. Throw some numbers my way, please. Yeah, he's been a, a rough. Uh, it's been a, a rough follow for those supporters of pushing it uphill. Um, he looked to have his chance a couple of times. He's met some better horses and and gone really well. But uh, well, is tonight his night? Number three, I've got him on top. Abby Diadema will get the nice trip in behind him. Better rock and roll, number nine. Um, favourite last time, but just faded out. Number two, goal mark. So play it pretty wide, even though pushing it uphill will probably start short. But I've just lost a little bit of faith in him. So one, two, three, nine. The second leg, race six. Happy to play one out with the best bet, rocking home. Really do think that looks his race tonight. Uh, the third leg, race seven. I've got number four, living free on top. Good winner for us last time where he led throughout. Um, probably gets the opportunity to go again in that same pattern, but uh, Alpine Sally's 
to his inside. Eastbro Tex both to his inside. Both possess good speed. So uh, if he gets posted, it might just uh, bring about his undoing. So we'll throw in number three, Alpine Sally, um, as a bit of insurance. So three and four in that third leg. And the final leg, race eight. Thought this was a bit of an open one. I've got number three, Dats in a hurry on top. She does her best work in front. If she finds the front, I think she can win this. Can also do a few things wrong, which is a bit of a concern. But uh, I've got her in front, and I've got her winning. Matt Iriactor's going pretty well. He'll need a little bit of luck from the gate. Duke, as Talia just outlined, he never runs a bad race. He's always thereabouts. And throw in number one, Lord Denzel, should get the right trip uh, on wherever, uh, whoever is in front. I do think it's that's in a hurry, though, so playing a bit wider there. One, three, seven, nine. One three seven nine. So just repeating the numbers tonight for the main quaddy. One two three nine into nine only. Three and four. One three seven and nine. That's how we play tonight's quaddy at uh, Redcliffe. So the best bet comes through in uh, as uh, Rock and Home in race six number nine, and the other one that uh, Darren gave a good chance to was Precious Cullen. That's in race number four. Uh, I'll get your thoughts on the Inter Dominion in just a moment. Just as a form student, you'll find this a little confusing because I certainly do. Um, we all look at the sectionals, we all look at the times of races but there was one yesterday at Albion Park. Surely it can't be right. Race to a trot. They've got the first quarter of the last mile is 27-3. I, I checked with the judges yesterday and they said there was a an oddity there but uh, it, it's still listed as 27-3 in the form guides and the results so that's going to be misleading going forward. Yeah, it will be. I think there's a. It's obviously a new um, timing and sectional system that's um, been implemented there, Chris. And there might be a few teething issues. It's certainly, especially uh, over the 2100 running a 27, uh, you you wouldn't see that. There's obviously not right. Even a few of the um, the lead times. Um, not knowing what you call off when when you're calling the races, I know you were calling the lead times probably more where they where they should have been at at you know a three point three three point five or what have you. On the screen yesterday, there quite a few of them were coming up at like two point eight and two point nine for the mile races, which was misleading where they you know where we're used to seeing them in that in that top right hand corner and. I guess we've been a little bit spoiled here in Queensland that we're the only state that provides that on-screen sectional data um, for a long time and um, seeing it there yesterday in a different format was will just take a little bit of adjustment, I guess. But um, Did you yeah, like you that liked, overall, though? Uh, I liked where it was previously. I, I know there was quite a few races yesterday and, again, this comes down, I guess, to a bit of collaboration with Sky and and how they're going to do that. But there was a few races where um, it sort of got a little bit lost in all the graphics on the screen. I think sometimes there's a bit of overkill in the amount of uh, information actually on the screen rather than just, um, you know, the, the, the basic stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I guess we've got to... It's horses for courses, I guess, a little bit, and you've got to look at what provides an overall best best result i know i'm not a, a big fan and never really have been and again this might just be a personal opinion but the um the, the moving graphic at the bottom of where the horses are in position that's now come in and um that's been in the gallops a little bit for a while i i find that confusing at times rather than mm. um well often it's not again, accurate down yeah exactly steve and and 
quite often, and this could just be purely personal preference, I'd prefer just to see the horses on the screen. I know, I know what I'm looking at. Um, and I know we've got to cater for some punters and, and you know, pub tab, club tab, um, you know, customers who, you know, it could be a social occasion and they're sitting there and, and want to look up and see where their horse or, or greyhound is in the run. But um, for me, I know what I'm looking at, so I don't need all that stuff. So mm. Well, you're relying quite... on one person that's looking at the screen themselves, trying to do this themselves on the run, enter into a keyboard as they're watching it. Yeah, exactly. And quite often you'll see that see those mistakes bob up where, you know, they've they've got the wrong horse in the lead and that can be as more frustrating than having no information. Um I guess this new system that, that we're trialling or we're not trialling, I think it's implemented here, Steve, in Queensland, is that it's all fully GPS tracked now. So um there's no actual inputting of that. It it's um you know, it's a direct feed straight in. I don't know the intricacies of how that works, but I guess it only takes for for one of those GPS transponders to to not be working in a race. And does that throw out where where that data goes? So I, I don't know, but I'm sure they're working on it. I'm sure it will take some fine tuning, and hopefully, it's uh, you know we get the accurate info that that we deserve and should have. But yesterday, quite a few teething problems. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's worth watching again tonight just to see how it goes. But uh, I can understand that that confusion when you look uh, looking at that uh, stuff across the bottom because with the harness they're going around four turns where the gallops pretty much it's only two turns in most races. So it sort of flips a fair bit and becomes quite confusing. So I can understand how how you sort of felt yesterday. Yeah, and that's right. And it does flip over as they turn out of the home straight and sort of I guess change direction for want of a better term where they you know you, you see them coming towards you and then all of a sudden they're going away from you it does flip over but uh, you know that's to, to my eye you, you know there's a bit too much going on on the screen you you're trying to watch the race and then all of a sudden and it's all in the colors of the saddle cloth so you've got all that color and then it flips over oh, i don't know maybe i'm getting old and cranky i don't know darren uh, positive news re the sectional data and chris um that's going to be available it's there for the gallops and no doubt harness will come out online with shortly and also the greyhounds as well on that racing queensland website great tool for butters oh absolutely yeah, yeah. It, it, it's yeah, huge but um... Definitely. It was just interesting that little gremlin must have got in yesterday because you look at the results of that second race, a, a, a lowly graded trot race, and they got the first quarter of the last mile over 2,138 metres, 27.3. Most would tell you they wouldn't run 27.3 downhill, so that's not right. No, that's right. And we, we have had the sectional data available for the, um, for the harness for a few years now, Steve. It's already been. I think now it'll just be a, an upgraded system to... Um, to match this, the GPS system that they have in the saddlecloth. So um, it'll just be, again, I guess I haven't actually had a look at today's, um, the results from yesterday's sectional data, whether um, it's in the same format or not. Because again, you know, it's one of those things you get used to. You like what you know, you know what you like. You've got used to, to how the, the data's been presented over the last couple of years. So if it is a little bit different, there'll be an adjustment period and Hopefully it's all for the better. Mm. Chris, I'm just looking at ACT now. Really caught the eye last night. I see it's drawn the inside on Saturday night, one of the Inter-Dominion heats at Geelong. And I, I know when the horse won three ago, it showed Britain in gate speed. So it'll be interesting to see if they hold up and try and lead or end up behind the leader there in that heat of the Inter-Dom race 
number seven on Saturday. That's probably one of the better heats, isn't it, with expensive ego there as well? And a few others? Yeah, absolutely. He's a really good front-runner act now, so I think they'll be keen to try and hold that uh, uh, premier position there. Just on last night, Steve, all the pacing heats, female trainers to the fore last night as well. Has that ever happened before, Darren? Of the pacing heats, uh, Emma Stewart had one. Um, Belinda McCarthy had one. What was the other one, Darren? I'm missing. Um, didn't Emma Stewart have two? Yeah, two. Yeah, Honolulu Bay one. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, just to, I'm, I'm not sure. I doubt that's ever happened before, Steve. But expanding on that, Chris, um, every heat so far, the two rounds, and you want to expand it out even further if Zeus Bromac... Zeus Bromac finished second, um, Paul Fitzpatrick trained. Uh, you take that out of the equation, there's been six pacing heats, five of them, they've been quenelled by female trainers. Mm. So, yep, not just, not just winning, the they're, you know, they're, they're dominating, and the way it's going, the Emma Stewart stable, they're, oh, they're, um, yeah. they're, they're just powering up, they're, it's going to yeah. be a, um, a one-act affair, perhaps. Yeah, it's the stable to beat. It's just a matter of which one, Steve, because uh, like we mentioned before, they've just got so much star power in this series. Honolulu Bay, Act Now, Mac Dan, uh, Neuratic Prince is going super. Beyond Delight rent, uh, went well last night, probably bordered on frivolous, the protest against Spirit of St. Louis, but uh, <laughs> he had a go. <laughs> he had a go. Yeah, well, I guess he might have been looking at a um, you know a bit of history in a dominion. You've got to got to fire in a protest, but yeah, definitely on the on the frivolous side. I would have thought. Yeah, no doubt. We'll talk more about the inner dominion on Friday. They are at the start here for Horsham Race One, but uh, yeah, looking forward to that final round of heats coming through from uh, Geelong on Saturday night, Steve. And uh, we go over the longer journey now. So there's a few that certainly need to step up. One horse that needs to perform well on Saturday night is a horse that I've been spruiking, a majestic cruiser. I think he's about 11th on the uh, the list of points right now. So he really needs to confirm his spot with a, a, a really solid uh, effort here on Saturday night. So there's a few that are trying to push and a few that are just trying to cement their spot in the top 12. I'll see Balfour Breens has drawn two in that trotter's heat there and just believe from the inside on Saturday night. Mm. So he'll be really short and, again, will he, Balfour Breens? Absolutely. And, yeah. and just on the derby, Steve, uh, just on Sunday at Addington, Republican Party, who beat a cooter last week by a nose, Republican Party drew inside of a cooter again on the weekend in the derby. So that's going to be a really interesting race. Like I said, so many stars stepping out, heap of features of that meeting. So we'll talk more about that tomorrow or Friday, but uh, that's going to be a ripping race, the derby on Sunday.